So Gareth asked if I will speak on the Psalms. And this is the first one, is it? So this is great. So I'm going to do one of my favorite Psalms, which is Psalm 23. I'm not going to do the whole Psalm because when you start to look at things like this in depth, there's so much there, so much. And all I'm going to look at is the first two verses, Psalm 23. And I want to link it up with Jesus when he talks about the good shepherd in John 10. So the first two verses of Psalm 23, we know them. They're famous. We can recite them without even reading them. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pasture. He leads me beside the still waters. So Lord, as we open your word, I just pray that you will show us something new. That Lord, as we draw into your word right now, that as we lean into you right now, that, Lord, we will receive something fresh from you. Amen. You see, only a shepherd could write this psalm. Lots of other psalms are written by some other psalmists, and David wrote psalms where he talks about battle. He wrote psalms where he talks about, and we heard one earlier, about praising because he was a musician and he was a poet. But this one was from his shepherd heart. Only a shepherd could write Psalm 23 because as a shepherd boy, David knew all the risks. He knew all the dangers, but he also knew all the joys and all the pleasures of a shepherd. Because a shepherd is many things. A shepherd is a protector. A shepherd is a guide. A shepherd is a, a friend. A shepherd is the ruler. A shepherd is someone to trust. And these are all the things that David was pulling out of being a shepherd. So he compares the Lord, God Almighty, to his shepherd. He is saying, he is my shepherd. He is all these things to me. He's my protector, my guide, my friend, my teacher, my ruler. He is someone I can put my trust in. And in John 10... Jesus describes himself as the good shepherd. The good shepherd. And all the attributes of a shepherd, Jesus had. He had all these attributes. And the thing I want to ask this morning is, is he your shepherd? Is he your shepherd? Is he overseeing you? Is he your protector, your guide, your friend, your teacher, your ruler? Do you trust him? Just as the sheep trusts the shepherd, is he your shepherd? And the other thing, which as I was looking at this, I asked myself a question. Is the good shepherd leading me? Is he leading you? Because there could be many things in our life that lead us. You know, see, sheep, they are not the brightest of animals. They, they just wander off, especially the more you go up the valleys. And I noticed this as, as I was driving. I was preaching in New Tradiga the other week. And the further up the valleys you go, you see more sheep. And they're not in the fields. They're on the roads. And you would think, you know, don't be silly now. You belong in the... And then they're in people's gardens. As you're driving up the valleys, one thing you notice on the roads that you don't get in Newport, cattle grids. You don't get the cattle grids to stop the sheep coming into the towns and villages because there's no sheep 
in, in the city at all. But sheep just wander. You see, if they're not being led, if they're not being looked after, if they're not being protected, they just wander everywhere. But they get about, they eat, they get about, they live. And there are people who are doing that everywhere. They are wandering, they're living, they're eating, they're drinking, they're getting on with their life, but they're not in the right place. They're in the wrong place, they're at the wrong time, no one is leading them. In fact, they may be being led by something or someone who is not the good shepherd. Going into places where they become vulnerable to pray, where they can't fend for themselves. Sheep are always anxious, aren't they? Always a bit nervous, always a little bit touchy, you know? They can never settle. If you're not being led by the good shepherd, you can never settle properly, just wandering. This is what Jesus said. I'm going to read John 10, uh, verses 11 down to 13. This is what he said about relating to sheep. John 10, verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays his life down for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf come in, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. You see, if Jesus Christ is not leading you, the good shepherd, whatever else is leading you doesn't care for you. Doesn't love you. Doesn't care where you go. And, and it could be many things. You may think, well, nothing else is leading me. Maybe a situation in your life is overcoming you. Maybe a belief, another ideology. We've seen lots. I was speaking just the other week in Newport about identity. We seem to be living in a, a generation that have lost identity. They feel they have it in an ideology, but an ideology is not your identity. Especially this younger generation. They don't know who they are. They don't know where they're going. They have no hope. Why? Because they've been led by something that's not Christ. You could be led by apathy, doubt, fear, even another God. But if it's not Jesus Christ, it's not the good shepherd. And the thing is, the psalmist says, he leads me. You see, these other things, they don't lead, they drag. They will drag you to a place that you shouldn't be. They will drag you into fear. They will drag you into despair. They will drag you into a dark place. Whereas the good shepherd leads you to a good place. So I have to analyze my life when I was looking at this. Are there things in my life that are dragging me away from the Lord? Are there things in my life that are, are dragging me in the wrong direction? Instead of being in the places where I should be, in the fields, I'm in the places where I become vulnerable. I'm in the places where it, it, it's dangerous for me. And I'm not just being led there, I'm being dragged there. So sometimes we need to look at our lives. Are we being led by the good shepherd or dragged away by other things in our lives? Do you know him? Do you know who's leading you? In verse 3 of John 10, we see these, these words. And we read these words, and this is the thing. We read a lot of the Bible, but sometimes we've got to stop and just think, what does that mean? John 10 and verse 3 and then verse 9. 
Jesus says, I am the gatekeeper. Then he says in another place, I am the gate. What does he mean by that? We just take it for granted. We read it, don't we? But when I did a bit of research, it means this. In the towns, when the shepherds would take and lead their sheep deliberately into the towns, there were places in the towns where they could put their sheep. They were a common sheepfold. All the sheep would be marked. Each shepherd would bring in and they would put their sheep. It was like a, a parking lot for sheep, if you like, so that the, the shepherd could go and have a rest. And there would be a gatekeeper of the sheepfold. Now, the gatekeeper was the overseer of all the sheep. So when the sheep would come in off the mountainside, they would bring their sheep in, take them into the, the sheepfold, and the gatekeeper would probably pay him a little bit of money, each shepherd, uh, where the shepherd went off and just had a, a relax or whatever. And the gatekeeper would look after their sheep. That's the gatekeeper, the overseer. So Jesus said, I'm the gatekeeper. I look after the sheep. But then again, in another place, he said, I am the gate. And this means that when they were up on the fields, they would have a, a little pen. Now, should have put a picture of this on, 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 a, on a slide. Imagine four walls, four stone walls, about so high, so that the sheep couldn't jump over it. It was that high, four stone walls. And in the middle of the one of the walls, there was a small opening, maybe this big. And the shepherd would get the sheep into this little sheep pen, and he would sit in the opening. In fact, he would sleep in the opening, because what he would essentially become is the gate. He became the gate to the sheep pen. It stopped the sheep from wandering, but it also stopped any wolves or anything else from coming in. You see, he was the protector. Not just the leader, but the protector. Not just the gate, but the, the gatekeeper. He was all of these things. And so when we are with him, we're protected. When we are with him, he keeps us safe. When we are with him, he stops us wandering around. He is both the gatekeeper and the gate. He doesn't force drive us. He doesn't drag us. He leads us. And the sheep follow him. Is he your shepherd? You see, when the, the sheep were with the shepherd, they weren't worried. They didn't have that anxiousness about them. They felt protected. They knew. I, I once went to a farm, and it was incredible. The farmer there, it was, as we went with the family, the farmer was about to call the sheep in for some food. They had this stuff that they put in this big trough for them. And the farmer, before he called the sheep, he said, do you want to call them in? And each one of us had a go at calling the sheep. And they didn't listen at all. And he was telling us the right words. I can't even remember what the words were. He was giving us the words. He said, right, shout it out. See if they come. Now, nothing. He said, watch this. And he called the same word. And all of a sudden, all the sheep just looked. And they started to run. Come down to the shepherd. You see, the sheep, Jesus said, know his voice. You know him. You may say, how, how will I know if he's calling me? You will know him. It's in you. You know, there's a verse of scripture in Ecclesiastes that says, that God has set eternity in the hearts of man. Whether you know it or not, it's inside you. And when you hear his voice, 
you turn. Something stirs in your spirit. The shepherd said in Psalm 23, I shall not want. I'm not going to lack anything. I'm not going to be without. I'm not going to decrease. In fact, with him, I will get more. I will have more. In the natural, the sheep didn't lack when they were with the shepherd. And David was likening this in the spiritual. He said, in the spiritual, you will lack nothing. No good thing. And that also happens in the, in the natural. Because Jesus said, I want to come and give you life in all its fullness. Spiritual, natural, everything. I want to give to you because that's the good shepherd. Why? Because he cares for you. You will lack nothing. Here's those verses that Jesus said about knowing his voice. John 10, verse 27 and 28. He said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them from my hand. You're in safe hands. I've been watching watching the cricket. It's getting a bit intense, isn't it? You know, I hope they get a good day's play today and we whoop those Aussies. No Aussies in, is it? Okay, that's good. But I used to play a bit of cricket once. Um, I wasn't a very good batter, but I, I used to like fielding and I used to like bowling. Um, and this once, I remember we were playing in Pony Mister, playing Pony Mister, and the guys put me out on the boundary. And I thought, oh no, I'm out on the boundary. I thought, if they put me on the boundary, they don't really think I'm any good, so they just stick, stick me out there. So I was on the boundary anyway. And this one kid, he hit this ball for six, honestly. It was coming straight for me. And I was, the boundary was there. And of course, if you touch the boundary and catch it, it's a six. It was coming to me, so I was making sure my feet were okay. I had so much time because this ball was so high. Have you ever felt a cricket ball? It's like that. Hard. Like a, it's cork. It's hard. It's harder than that. And it was coming straight for me. Now, you want someone on the boundary who's got a safe pair of hands, don't you? So the ball was coming towards me. Here it was. And everything stopped. Everyone just stopped and looked. They were all looking at me. Because this ball was about a thousand foot in the air. And it was tiny. It was like a little dot. But all of a sudden, it started getting bigger and bigger. And, and guess what? I caught it. Yes. <laughs> Bang. Safe pair of hands. When you're with the Lord, you're in a safe pair of hands. He says, no one will snatch you from me. Why? Because I'm the gate. I'm the gatekeeper. You know me. I know you. I know you. God, this is what breaks me sometimes. He knows me. All my faults, all my failures, but yet he knows me and he loves me and he gave his life for me. And he will lay down for me. He loves you. He is the gate. He will lay his life down for you. You will not lack any good thing when you come to him. Sam says, I do not want. He calls you by name. The good shepherd guides you. He protects you. He gives you all that you need. He knows you. Do you know him? I've only got two points this morning, and I'm coming to my second point, which is my last point. This was a bit of an eye-opener for me. 
the second point that I'm looking at. And it's rest and recuperation. If, you, if you've ever been in the forces, you, they call it R&R. A little bit of R&R. Rest and recuperation. Verse 2 says, He makes me lie down in green pastures, and He leads me beside still waters. And as I was looking at this and meditating on this, I always thought that this was about food and drink. He leads me into the green pasture so that I can have some lovely lush, lush green grass to eat. And he leads me beside the still water so that I can, I can have a nice drink of water. But the more I looked at it, it's not about eating and drinking. It's more about lying down and being still. It's more about rest and recuperation. I think it's more to do with well-being and care and happiness more than food here. Yes, He is our food. He sustains us. He's the bread of life. He is that living water, yes, but He's also there for us in our well-being, in our spiritual state. He wants us to rest. He wants us to lie down. The psalmist talks about meditating on Him so much. And as you're going through the Psalms, you may even come across this. Meditate on Him. Meditate. It means just, just thinking about Him. Abandoning everything else and just thinking about Him. Jesus said to His disciples in another place, Come aside and rest a while. Why? Because He was the good shepherd. Just rest. You know, we need rest, don't we? We live in a world that's a hundred mile an hour. We live... In the fast food industry, we live in the, the click of a button industry, don't we? How, how many of you get frustrated with your laptop when it doesn't move as quick as you do and you, and you type in and something? We want it now. Lord, I need patience, but I want it now. That's how we are, aren't we? Everything now. But sometimes God is saying, slow down. Take a breath. Let me lead you into some green pastures. Let me si lead you beside the still waters. Lie down. What it means there, when I looked that up, that lie down, it means complete contentment. O sheep will only lie down when they are absolutely content. If you see a sheep in a field lying down, it means that they feel safe. It means that they don't feel vulnerable. It means that they're not anxious. But as soon as you move towards that sheep, it'll get up. What's going on? Something happening? And all the other sheep will look around as well. What's going on? But when they are lying down, and the psalmist says, you make me lie down. The sheep lies down when it feels safe, at peace, relaxed, not fearful, not at risk. And this is what the good shepherd says, come with me. Take some time out with me. Relax with me. Rest a while. There's a great verse of Scripture that I want to read from Isaiah. And it talks about a place of peace. And when the good shepherd leads you, he leads you to a place of peace. Whereas something that's not the good shepherd will drag you to a place of fear and anxiety. Isaiah 26 and verse 3. Listen to this. The prophet said, 
You, God, you will keep me in perfect peace. And all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you, perfect peace. In the Hebrew, when you look that up, it means this. You know, you've heard of the word shalom. Shalom is more than peace. It means an inner depth. It means a well-being. It means wholeness. And this word here, perfect peace, in Hebrew, it's shalom, shalom. It says it twice. You know, when, when the Scripture or when Jesus says anything twice, it means this is absolutely double portion, doubly important. It's intense. So Isaiah was saying, you will keep in shalom, shalom. You will stay in perfect wholeness, perfect peace, perfect wellness when you trust in him. So wherever you're being led right now, if you're being dragged somewhere, just turn to the good shepherd of your soul and allow him to lead you into this place of perfect peace. Perfect peace. Perfect peace casts out fear. Perfect peace. There's no anxiety. There's just peace there. I'm just wondering. I know I'm in the middle of my preach, but could we just wait for a moment and just, just feel that peace? Because he's speaking to us all the time. Sometimes we're not listening all the time. But I might just be quiet for just a 15 seconds or something and just allow the Holy Spirit to just speak that perfect peace into your heart right now. Shalom, shalom. Jesus said, my peace I give to you. Not like the world gives. He said, I will lead you into the fresh green grass. What was so special about the green pastures, it was that it was the coolest grass. It was the freshest grass. It was the shortest grass. Sheep will not lie down in long, weedy grass. They like to be able to see what's going on. And the shepherd knows this. The good shepherd will lead you to a place where you can relax, a place where you will find peace in your spirit, the green pasture. In this hundred-mile-an-hour life that we live, he is saying, come aside with me. When was the last time you came aside? Maybe just put some quiet worship music on. And not come with your petitions. Don't come with all your prayers. There's a time for that. Just a time to say, this is me and you, God. And I believe sometimes the Holy Spirit goes, wow, can I speak now? Sometimes he just wants us to just come into that place of perfect peace, that place of green pasture, so that he can speak to us in our 100 mile an hour life. Sometimes he will make you lie down. Sometimes he will stop you and say, right now, stop. Lie down. 
Let me speak to you. The still waters. You know, sheep are afraid of raging fast water. They will not drink from it. They will not go near it. It, it frightens them. It makes them anxious. They will only be calm around still water. The good shepherd knows this. He knows what's right for you. He knows where you should be. He knows what will bring you calmness and peace in your life. The psalm focuses on stillness, rest, green pastures. David said, meditate on the Lord. Jesus said, come aside and rest a while. Paul said, cast your care upon him. He is there for you right now. Don't be dragged away by something else in your life. Allow the good shepherd to lead you. You see, when you're in this place of rest and meditation, the good shepherd speaks to you. I want to read, and I'm going to finish with these few thoughts. Isaiah again. Jesus read this prophecy out in the synagogue. And he said that this prophecy is today being fulfilled in me. And he read Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted, to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be free. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come, the day of God's anger against their enemies. To all who mourn in Israel, He will give them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. You see, when we come to that place of green pasture, when we follow him, an exchange takes place. Stress for peace. Fear for joy. Mourning for dancing. Ashes for beauty. Debt to abundance. Dead ends to open spaces. Death to life, but only if we follow the Good Shepherd. When we are dragged by other things in our lives, we don't get these things. We just get worse and worse. So, my encouragement is this When was the last time that you spent time with the Lord? And if the worship team want to come back up now, I'm just going to end with these, these few thoughts because they are. Even for us Christians who've been on this road for a long time, I, I tell you all, you know, we can do Christianity standing on our heads. We know it all. We've been there. We've seen it. We've done it. But I tell you what, we need to stop as well and just take time with the Lord. Allow Him to speak into your spirit. Allow the Good Shepherd to lead you to green pastures, to spend time Beside the still waters, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He gives me peace.